Since the day she gave me that coveted final rose, my wife, Trista Sutter, has made me a better person. If she can get me to know better, to do better, and to just all around be better, then I'm sure she can do it for you too. You're listening to Better Etc. with my wife and your host, Trista Sutter. Hey everybody, this is Trista, and you're listening to episode 36 of the Better Etc. podcast. Welcome, welcome. And with that welcome, it's a bit ironic that I'm welcoming you because this is going to be my final episode, hopefully just for season one. Uh, And I say hopefully, even though I'm going to take the next few weeks to focus on my kids, my husband, and, uh, you know, some things that I've kind of neglected in my life. And really have a heart to heart with myself about about the future of the podcast. So it's bittersweet in that bitter being that I didn't think that it would be coming to an end so soon. And it would be easy just to say, okay, peace out, I'm done. And actually be better about the fact that I won't be working with Podcast Nation anymore. But I have to give them massive props a huge shout out and send them through this podcast my thanks because without them I would never have done this podcast. (laughs) I am being totally honest. It would have been too much of a hill to climb to actually get this produced and to start from really not knowing anything about how a podcast is created where it's distributed, like getting it out there to the people. They have helped me in every way start this podcast from my initial conversations with Cleo and Nadine, who started talking with me about this a couple years before we even started, just in thoughts of what I could do. And then, of course, we brought on the production staff, and uh, that included Madison Desi, and now Victoria, and then Allie creates the videos and the social promos, and then Addie. You can find her on Instagram at Addie Cadidis. Cadidis? Her name is Addie Catterly, and she created the cover art for me. But everyone at Podcast Nation was incredible. They helped me find a piece of music that I could use. They helped me, of course, work with sponsors, which I probably wouldn't have known how to navigate. I could have figured it out, but they made everything that much easier in getting started and really getting to know what the podcast world was all about. I still consider myself a baby in this in this world. I mean, there's people who have been doing podcasts, I feel like, for five, 10 years, and they have tons of street cred, and I'm still trying to get there. You know, I wish I could have continued things with them, but so many people have said maybe this can be a good thing. And so I'm going to hope that there is bigger picture out there for better, et cetera, and we'll see where we end up. I'm just, thank you, Podcast Nation, to everybody there. I know I've been (laughs) kind of emotional and upset for, you know, the last month, but I truly am grateful for all that you did and have continued to do even with this episode to help me get it out there to anyone who wants to listen. 
And I hope that's lots of people right now. So uh, the sweet part is that I get to end my first season with my favorite person, and that's Ryan. Uh, speak of the devil. He's just Sorry. walking in. <laughs> he came into my studio, a.k.a. our bedroom, <laughs> to get socks. So I'll let him do that and then give him a kiss and shove him out the door to go pick up Blakesley from her dance camp. Anyway, as I was saying, I get to finish off my first season with my favorite person and give all of you an update and whoever wants to tune in in the future, because this will, you know, live out there in podcast land on Apple and Spotify and Google and all the podcast apps. I wanted to give everyone an update on how Ryan's doing, an update on how he's feeling, an update on the treatments that he has chosen to proceed with, at least at this time, and a lot of things that we've learned in the process. As you'll hear, our hearts just go out to all of the people out there who are struggling with the unknown, who are struggling with mold toxicity and Lyme and EBV and post-COVID, you know, all of it. It's, it's hard. It's, it's a difficult road, and we know it firsthand now. Hopefully, we won't know it for long. Uh, we want to get him to what they call, I think, remission is what they call it, when he starts feeling better without any bad days. But we know this is a lifelong condition in that it can relapse. He can get back to the horrible place that he was prior to him receiving a diagnosis. And hopefully the dietary changes that he's made, he will continue with. He talked about that in the podcast. So uh, you know, we've learned a lot and we have a whole lot more empathy, sympathy for all of the people out there who are struggling, especially with your health. It's it's not fun. We know. And we want you all to know that you're not alone. So thank you to everyone for listening. That's pretty much my Trista's takes <laughs> was this intro. I'm not going to do a Trista's takes today. Just going to get straight into the episode dive right in and you can hear all about where Ryan is on his journey and feeling better. So have a great day, everybody. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this, to any of the other podcasts. There are so many. Actually, what I should say for Tristan's takes is, you know, that's actually what I'm going to do. As I said, thank you to Podcast Nation. I also want to say a huge thank you. Huge to all the people who gave me the gift of their time and gave you all who are listening, and me too, the gift of their knowledge and the gift of their wisdom and the gift of their experience and expertise in all of the different fields that we talked about over the season. There was a huge, huge range of topics and discussions, and I am just so grateful. So we started with Kat Sadler an old friend of mine. She was my next guest, my second guest after Ryan. We talked all about the discrepancy in for gender and gender equality for, for pay. Uh, we talked to Kelly Wolf, who I adore, uh, who shared all about flow. We talked to Ben Nempton about the buried life and how to create your own bucket list so that you can live a happier life. We talked to Patty Stanger about uh, dating and how to find the love of your life 
Uh, we talked to Celine McLaren and a friend of mine from the Valley about grief and how to handle that. We talked to Brad Ludden, who founded an organization close to us called First Ascents. They provide adventure therapy for young adults. We talked to Erin Trelore about being authentic in your beauty. We talked to Rachel. And I'm saying we. I talked to Rachel Lindsay about racial injustice, which was so powerful. We had to break it up into two different episodes. Kirsten Kobabe shared her uh, gems of wisdom on raising teens. Jen and Trin talked about making and keeping friends. Elizabeth Frazier, who is getting so many of my prayers right now. She's going through something and I'm just thinking about her. She talks all about her experience, her personal experience surviving sex trafficking and finding peace. Dre Baldwin, super dynamic, talking about defining and achieving success. I talked all about the Bachelor Nation controversy that was going on when Chris Harrison was on Extra. I talked with Ryan Hedden about methods to create better relationships, especially the one with yourself. Dr. Timothy Yen about making better decisions. Janet Jones, my dear friend from the Miami Heat days, about burnout and how you can prevent it. I talked to Andrea Montoya about emotional eating, which I think is something that all of us deal with. Ian Morgan Cron was incredible, sharing all about the Enneagram, the basics of it, and oh, it just inspired me so much. Kate Warman talked about the transformational power of rejection. Uh, Linda Perry, my friend here in the Valley as well, talked about putting mindset first to find success, especially when it comes to business. I had my, my little sweet pea on here, my favorite tween, Blakesley Sutter, talking all about life and lessons with her mom. I talked to Riaz Megji, who told me all about how to be a better listener and having improved conversations. Robin Warner is someone I will never forget and continue to follow her on Instagram, as I do all of my guests. She shared about using her attack. She was assaulted and sexually assaulted, and she talks all about her attack and bettering us through this self-defense courses that she does now online. That was two episodes because I couldn't create it. I couldn't mush it into one. Mindy Weiss. I love you, Mindy. She shares all about planning the perfect party. I talked to my mom, which was wonderful on Mother's Day. And we sh she just shared some life lessons that she learned along the way as my mom. Ryan, of course, shared in episode 29 about what was going on with him and how we came to find out that he had mold toxicity and Lyme and probably post-COVID and Epstein-Barr. Uh, I talked to Tina Ingold about traveling with kids and the beauty of spontaneity, really in terms of road trips especially. I talked to Scotty Nemeth, who's an old friend, and he shared all about how to make perfect acai bowls and smoothies and all about the benefits of the ingredients that you can put all over your bowls and smoothies. Rachel Wright was kind enough to come on here and talk all about sex and the basics, a lot of stuff that you didn't learn in school. Karen Salmonson came on to talk all about how to develop happy habits, which I loved that conversation. Uh, two episodes ago, I talked to Alexandra and Poon, who shared all about living the Huga life, which I, oh, it's such an incredible mentality. And then, of course, last episode was really having a, a deep conversation with Ben Higgins about our mental health struggles, his mental health struggles, my mental health struggles, how... We look like we might be living the dream, but looks can kind of be deceiving and and how he's gotten through that. I am super appreciative to him. And then, of course, 
This episode is with Ryan. So uh, I just want to thank everyone for their time. I want to thank you for listening. If you've listened to more than one, if you shared with a friend, uh, even if you're just listening to this one, if you would share with a friend, because hopefully we'll be back. We'll see. But I really, I've learned a lot over the past year. And I'm just really grateful for the chance to do this, especially after sharing with you guys what I shared last week and that I kind of feel like the old washed up bachelorette, but this has given me purpose and I am so, so truly thankful. So thank you everybody once again. If you could go give us a review and a five stars, please, on wherever you're listening, subscribe, follow, because hopefully we'll be back. I keep saying, because I think if I say it a lot, then maybe it'll happen. (laughs) Anyway, thanks guys. Here we go. All right. Well, I guess it's apropos. You started out as my first guest, and Mm -hmm. now you're my final guest for season one. Welcome, Ryan Sutter. Thanks for having me. (laughs) I've been the third time. This is my third time on. Yep. I'm a regular. You're a regular. We've just done this together. It's true, actually. I mean, I've told you. (laughs) I've told you you should join me, but. You're right. You don't have time. I don't have time. And you would be really annoyed with me if I was like, okay, it's time to podcast. And I run out of things to say quickly. Well, that's why you do it with me. Yeah. Because then when you run out of things to say, I have stuff to say. Mm. And then when I run out of things to say, then you have stuff to say. What are we going to talk about on this one? This one is, I figure we would give the people what they're kind of asking for and give them a little update on how you're feeling, the treatments that you're, that you have started and what we're kind of looking to maybe in the future. Mm-hmm. And, uh, just an all around update on your health. Is that okay? That works for me. All right. So how are you feeling? Uh, today I feel pretty good. I think, you know, I was talking to somebody about this, uh, not that long ago and because I just I just had this ankle injury, and so yeah. that's a whole other yeah. story, people. <laughs> no, yeah. So I've, it's just been a rough year, it seems like. And I was saying, you know, honestly, on paper, yes, it has been a rough year. You have all of these things: this Lyme disease stuff, the toxicity issues, uh, the academy, probation. Now I have an ankle injury. I've got an ongoing chronic knee issue. All these things all happening in like a year's time. So if you just took that in isolation, it would seem to be a terrible year. But for whatever reason, I don't feel that. I don't feel like, you know, overly negative or I don't feel down or like the world's against me. There are moments, you know, when something new happens or some sort of new diagnosis comes across the bow or I hurt something else. Like then, then I start to think, well, what, you know, what have I done to deserve this kind of thing? You do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. And (laughs) And then usually within a day or so, I'm able to find perspective that keeps it from becoming really something that consumes me. So a a lot of positivity has come out of this. I think everything from getting to be on this, um, getting to do these conversations with you to Mm -hmm. um, the tremendous amount of support that we've received through social media, mostly um, even in the sort of traditional press, people just reaching out with ideas or just 
positive thoughts and prayers and that sort of stuff has all been really positive. At the suggestion of one of my um, really good friends, Johnny LaFaro, who I think I've mentioned before, was one of the reasons why I went down to Denver to work. And he suggested starting to do a journal, which, you know, you hear all the time is Mm -hmm. tremendously beneficial and a good way to kind of uh, ground yourself. And so I started doing that. I just recently had a lieutenant at the fire department I worked for in Denver. Uh, Jackie is her name. She gave a quick presentation. And one thing I pulled from that was that when you're gone a lot, which I have been this year, the thing that makes the difference is coming home happy and smiling and giving your kids a hug and giving your wife a like just exactly like Sophie, the dog greets me, yeah. sort of do that with your family, because that's what they remember. You know, the kids are busy and the time away, they probably don't pay all that close of attention to. But if I were to come home, you know, down in the dumps or whatever, yeah, yeah, all stressed out, then that impacts them. So I feel like there's been a lot of positive growth through this last year, despite it being a pretty rough year. Yeah. I mean, and you even got that email from your dad that you loved. I actually sent it to myself so I could save it so you don't ever lose it. Or if you lose it, then, or if I lose it, then you've got it. I just thought it was really sweet and kind of put things in perspective after a pretty rough day. Yeah, that's true. I mean, my relationship with my parents now is probably um, better than it's ever been because of all the stuff that I'm going through. And, um, you know, I'm down there on this modified schedule for now and staying with them more often so I get to spend time with with them and, you know, have conversations and dinner with them that I wouldn't be having otherwise. So there are good things. And, you know, I think that's the biggest takeaway for me. And I think you and I have this conversation when you're not feeling great too, because this has its effect on you and it has had an impact on your emotions, certainly sometimes worse than others. But what what was I going to say? I totally forgot what I was going to say. But yeah, I have no idea. This is part, this might be part of the, (laughs) this is one of the things about this stupid disease is like, you know, I mean, welcome to the world where you just are like, what was I just saying? <laughs> I no, where am I? Yeah. Who are you? I just blacked out. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, I think those are all great. I would love to make like a poster and put it in our kitchen and be like, remember when we talked about this <laughs> for both of us, you know, when we're, when we're having a hard day and, you know, just remember the positives because, It's hard when you're in the moment. It's hard when you feel like crap. It's hard when the expectations of how things are going to go don't go that way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it would be a nice reminder to just have something hanging in our house to say, it's okay. Remember, there are good things in, in each day. And if there aren't, then just move on to the next day. There is a new day tomorrow. Yeah, sort of how I alluded to, there's, there's, usually something positive in there somewhere. Yeah. Maybe you don't see it right away, but you know, in the in the context of this podcast, if you're trying to help people be better people, one thing I think it that's important is to be able to to be able to sort of deal with adversity but also find benefit from it mm-hmm. and to grow from it. Like I, like I said, I feel like I've grown a lot this year yeah. through these adverse experiences and um, sort of drug you and the kids and people along with me that, you know, hopefully, you know, it gives you an opportunity to exemplify some of that 
um, perseverance and resiliency so that hopefully that is felt by the kids growing up at some point or, 100%. you know, I think some, somewhere I read that, you know, it's not what you, what you tell your kids as you're growing up. It's what you show them. Mm-hmm. And so I like telling them stuff too. Well, we're always going to tell them stuff. <laughs> you're always going to tell them stuff, but you can, you can have, I, I think, and I probably, you know, I probably can't remember any um, specific conversations with my parents that were super inf- impactful, but I can remember moments where they, where they cared or yeah. where, where they did things that I remember. So that's kind of the focus for, for me too, is to try to be big picture oriented and not just be caught up in the the day-to-day suffering, but try to figure out how it's going to somehow be beneficial. Yes. And just to allow yourself to, to suffer a little bit sometimes. Yeah. And give yourself grace when you yeah. have the hard days. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Treat yourself like you would treat your friends or your spouse or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to get into kind of what you're doing now with treatment. I mean, it's it's been picked up even though we haven't done any formal interviews except for I was just on that Almost Famous podcast and just kind of talked about my personal struggles. And even though we haven't, I think that since we've posted a bit on social media, the press has picked it up. And, and I guess I want to take this time to say a lot of the social media posts that I'm doing aren't always related to what's going on with Ryan. Um, I think that, you know, that's a part of the picture, of Mm -hmm. course, but you know, there's just daily stresses and I'm just having a hard time dealing with those sometimes. So, um, I don't want to put all that weight on, onto you as some of the headlines are kind of making that out to be. So, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I'd love for you to get into who you're seeing, what uh, she is saying, and and kind of your your treatment journey so far. Uh, I think I'll piggyback on that social media thing too. Like it's been an interesting social media time for me because I historically loved to just post pictures about being out in the woods and adventures and stuff like that. Uh, this and, and the kids and, and the kids and like our family trips and that sort of stuff. Yeah. And then this happened and I started posting about this. And now I feel like every post is just almost just about every post is about this or alluding to some sort of, you know, appreciation of life or whatever. That they, yeah. They're a little too, a little more serious than what they they normally are. And I hope to get sort of away from that. I don't, I don't mind. I li- actually like doing those posts and trying to be sort of introspective and yeah. sort of re- relate that to the people that follow us. But I don't want it to be a bummer either. Like I like. Right. <laughs> The underlying message I think that I would like to convey from this conversation is that I'm fine. Like we're we're fine. Yeah. All things considered, you know, we're yeah. we're dealing with some things. I'm dealing with some things. We're all dealing with some things, and I certainly appreciate all the concern people have. But in the grand scheme of things, we're doing pretty well. And health wise, I'm on a lot of different things. We've taken some suggestions from people that have uh, made them and tried to find things that fit. Mm-hmm. It's a difficult thing to do because because Lyme is kind of not mainstream. It's generally not covered by your you know your general practitioner doctors. And on the flip side, it seems to be really prevalent. So yeah. there's all these people that have it. It's not like the you're the one in a million case. No, but you're you're like in this group of people that have a million different experiences within it because there is no real standardized treatment for it. There's really no standardized testing for it. A lot of people don't believe in it. A lot of 
Yeah. Western medical doctors don't believe in it. Uh, so it's the waters of Lyme disease are difficult to navigate. We came across a doctor, Dr. Carnahan, Dr. Jill Carnahan in um, Boulder, Colorado, mm-hmm. who I've been talking to now for a little over two months. She has been really a breath of fresh air. She, you know, the, our very first conversation with her was probably a couple hours. She's very in-depth, um, looked over all the lab work and prescribed. Which was a lot. Yeah, I don't know. Pages of lab work, probably well over 50 different blood tests, maybe close to 100. I don't know, different things. But she she looked through all of those and then prescribed a bunch of medications. And I don't want to get into like the specifics of the medications because, like I said, this disease seems to respond differently to different people. And it's really important that people find a doctor. In our case, um, Dr. Carnahan is a functional medicine doctor, which I think is better for this disease. It seems to be the arena that most people find success in. Yeah, but also if you are thinking that Lyme could be the culprit for if you are experiencing similar symptoms to Ryan uh, or symptoms that you, yeah, you've heard of with Lyme, searching for a Lyme literate doctor is kind of the, the term that you want to look for, a Lyme literate doctor. And I believe ILADS, I-L-A-D-S, Dot org. They may, I, I, I think that they have Lyme literate doctors listed on their site. So functional medicine doctor for sure, but, and not to say that a Western medicine doctor cannot treat this. I mean, they're, Jill is both, I believe, isn't yeah. she? Mm-hmm. She's an MD who actually suffered through breast cancer, Lyme disease, mold. She's She's been through a lot and she comes at it from kind of that perspective as well. But searching for a functional medicine doctor in your area and even a Lyme literate doctor if you are suffering from Lyme. Yeah, no, there are, that's a good point. Like Dr. Uh, Bruce Mack, Chad, yeah. at Resilience Code, where I go to get IV treatments in Denver, in Denver is a neurologist. So, yeah, no, that's a good point. And even um, Dr. Lipton up here at Colorado Mountain Medical, my general practitioner, he supports this type of thing. So he, he's a general practitioner and, you know, he deals with, you know, sort of West, Western medicine mostly, but he still believes there is some place for functional medicine for more of a whole, uh, ideally what you want is a holistic approach where you have, um, and this is something that, you know, we, we really get into the weeds, but some conversations I'm having with people to try to develop or help support, um, programming that's more holistic where you go, someplace and you go to the same place where you would go if you broke your arm or had a stomach ache and they're able to say you know what you need to go see the Lyme literate doctor I want want you to check out this stuff but it's not like they're they contradict each other they're sort of they support each other and that's that's where the world needs to get and that needs to also be covered by your insurance because that's a huge obstacle to overcome but anyway Dr. Carnahan put me on a whole bunch of supplements some drops that I take in the mornings and some pills and and capsules and stuff, multivitamins and omegas, and then a bunch of names that are hard to say. And so I take those. Uh, they're all designed for different things. Um, some target the mold, some target Lyme, some just are there to help um, detoxify and rebuild your immune system. And so that's the approach I decided to go was my understanding is there's there's sort of a, an antibiotics approach where you can do um, heavy doses really of layered antibiotics to try to 
get this disease out of your system. And that actually, we've had friends go through that who saw the target rash on their body and immediately went on antibiotics and haven't had any issues really to deal with since then. But because Dr. Carnahan thought that yours had been uh, dormant for a really long time or a long time, she thought that it was okay for you to not go the antibiotic route. So yeah, no, I th- that's exactly right. I think if you if you pull the tick out of you and you you start to get the symptoms, the antibiotics can get it before it takes hold. Yeah, and that's what you do. But um, I think a lot of people like me are dealing with some sort of mystery illness for uh, months, if not years, some multiple years, and then finally come across a Lyme diagnosis where the um, the bacteria have have found some pretty deep hiding places in your system and the antibiotics don't, they, they aren't as effective. And but they can help and you yeah. are open to it, but you wanted to try this right. first. Yeah. They're just harder on your system and in your, in overall. So, so that's what I, I decided to do. I like the idea. It fits my, um, sort of my philosophy in life is where, you know, like, like when you're training to be an athlete, you're, um, you're working out to build yourself up to be more resilient. And this is sort of like doing that with your immune system. You're working to strengthen your own immune system so that it can fight these toxins and diseases and, you know, bacteria and viruses and all that sort of stuff itself. So you're not reliant on um, medications to do it. So that's the direction I've chosen. And for the last couple of months, I've been taking this battery of supplements. I just talked to Dr. Carnahan this morning. You know, we got it pretty specific into what symptoms still remain, what you know, it's sort of the top three things that are still bothering me are. So she sort of has tweaked that a little bit. And I think the that regimen, yeah. she's tweaked the regimen a little bit. And that's going to be how it goes for a little while. There's some trial and error and patience yeah. involved with it. But the encouraging thing is that I just feel better most of the time. I still have bouts of like earlier when I just like was in the middle of saying something and I can I still cannot remember what it was, even though yeah. I'm sure it was going to be really great. <laughs> and so it's just that stuff, like the fatigue stuff comes and goes, icky bone. Heat, night sweats. Yeah. Night sweats. The stuff still comes and goes. It just seems to be, uh, it doesn't seem to last as long and it doesn't seem to be as intense. So yeah. I'm encouraged by it and I'm hoping that we can continue to, to walk the path. I think oftentimes people think that when you've been on television and you've sort of gained this this celebrity, if you will, tag that like people like someone just sends you a celebrity check every month and you're like, you're like, oh, my celebrity check's here and I have all this money. It's just like money's growing on all of my plants in the yard. But, you know, it's, it's not the case for us. And so I'm not going to sit here and, and say like, woe is us, but the the financial impact of fighting this disease is real very significant and yeah. we're we're feeling it um and we understand it now yeah. more than ever before for the people out there who have been struggling or are struggling or yeah, yeah. you know i mean you know for, for us we're making we're having to make difficult decisions as far as treatment goes as far as things go in life you know and and i think that's one of the things that needs to be fixed about this is because i think People aren't able to get the help. People aren't able to, even able to get diagnosed right. with this because even the hygienics test, 
that I had to take is several thousand dollars. And so getting that alone, just to tell you, you have Lyme disease or not is expensive, generally not covered. All of these supplements, all these things are, are not covered. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, five to $700 a month for us that we're dealing with. That's a lot of money. Plus the IVs. So you haven't talked about the IVs yet. That's right. I just started the um, IVs with resilience code, which is one of the methods of fighting a lot of things. In my particular case, Lyme and, and co-infections, a lot of people have had, have had success with IVs. And so mm-hmm. automatically I'm like, oh, well, then IVs it is, you know, and then, and then you start getting the invoices and the bills and you're like, oh, my God, like, you know, um, there, there are these things, these treatments that you could do that seemingly knock this stuff out relatively quickly if you could just go full steam ahead. Right. Less than 10% of the population that has this disease can afford to to just go and try everything. Right. And a lot of stuff is out of the country. I mean, there have been people writing us, telling us about treatments in Germany and... And South America and all these places. Yeah, Mexico. Yeah. It's a multi sort of fingered approach it's like it's it's, there's all these different things you have to navigate to try to solve it it's it's not a simple attempt it's like trial and like you were saying like trial and error we're also going to be getting you into an infrared sauna and uh, like there's all these things that people are like this helped me this helped me or the doctors you know are saying this helped me this helped me but until you try it yourself you don't know if that's going to actually work for you and as you were saying we're not we don't have an unlimited bank account. So it's hard. We just have a lot of empathy for the people out there who have struggled to find answer, answers, who have found an answer and struggled to get treatment because it is, it's a big burden financially. And if you're not feeling great on top of it, then the stress of the finances and everything, I just, ugh. if anyone has ideas on how we can help get insurance behind treatments for these diseases, Lyme, mold, EBV, like all of it, we would love, love to hear how we can help. But well, but that's another can of worms, right? Because we've had people reach out who have asked to help and, and, you know, we may be able to do some things. Hopefully we can help Dr. Carnahan out with a project she's working on. And there are ways that we're hoping to advocate for I don't know, some resolution to these problems. Yeah. I think both of us realized right away that there's a need for, for some change in this, yes. uh, this realm. And we'd like to be a part of it. And then we also realized that that's almost another full-time job in and of itself. And yeah, so we've you're got lots of those. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're um, not only are you fighting to overcome the disease, but you're also taking on a job on top of your, you know, both of us actually, you know, actually have jobs. And so that's all done. It's all volunteering your time and effort and that sort of stuff to, to help with those. So it's, it's all for a really good cause and it's all for um, the benefit of hopefully multiple people. And I, I sincerely hope we can find ways to yeah. be advocates for change. But ultimately, we ha- you have to be able, everyone who has this has to take care of themselves, their family first, help. Hopefully just conversations like this will help at the very least give people some encouragement to let them know that they're not alone in this process, that their suffering is felt by a lot of people, yeah. their frustrations are felt by a lot of people. 
And I've been encouraged actually by the people who have, who have reached out to say, I have gone through what you're going through and I feel better now. And yeah. so, you know, there's hope essentially. Yeah. And so if nothing else, hopefully we can, we can do that. We can give people hope that they might find an answer. Exactly. And that's why we're doing it. Yeah. We're not doing it because we, I mean, it's cool to sit here and chat. <laughs> yeah. There's a purpose. I also wanted to touch on the fact that for people out there who have been through the search to find answers to the unknown, we get that that is difficult. It's really, really hard. I had someone reach out to me today and say, it's just the unknown is the worst. And, and part of me, it's, I'm kind of switching gears. Like, yes, the unknown was the worst, like not knowing what you had and fighting for it. Thank God for us. It only took us like a year to figure out what was going on with you. We know people who it's taken more than 10 to figure out what's going on with them. But this disease, Lyme, just in itself, taking away, I mean, adding in the molds and the EBV and, you know, Lyme is so difficult because of all these things we've talked about just in this podcast. There's so many different ways to treat it. It's not like you break your ankle and you go to an orthopedic surgeon and they say, okay, you broke your ankle, you have to get surgery. You know, you go to, you could go to 10 different functional medicine doctors and I'm sure the treatment would be different for everybody. So it's hard. That's another way that I empathize with, especially the the families of people who have Lyme disease and molds. I'm so thankful that we do have an answer, mm -hmm. but it's also a really difficult path. It's not like we found the answers and then magically it was like, ah, life is great. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a, it's a long road. So you are not alone if you are out there dealing with this or something similar, even though you found your answers, it can still be a long journey and a difficult one. Yeah. And you have to change your mindset. Like you said, if you're someone like, you know, me historically, where you had some sort of traumatic injury and you go in, well, you can get really specialized, highly advanced imaging done of your, you know, you can get an MRI of your ankle or your knee or whatever, and they can break, you know, break it down and find every last little thing that's exactly wrong with you yeah. and fix it. Well, this isn't, you can't get an MRI to find where the Lyme is and how it's affecting you, where it's chosen to take hold and where it hasn't, Yeah, you know, because... Some people get more of a neurological response. Some people get a little bit more of a physical response or aches, uh, aches and fati pain. You know, fatigue and headaches and that sort of stuff. Memory loss. Everybody gets affected in a different way. Paralysis. That's, that's the part that can be tough is that, you know, for one person, maybe, you know, infrared sauna is the solution. That's, that's going to solve your problems. And, and hopefully we're going to give that one a try and, or maybe hyperbaric therapy is mm -hmm. hyperbaric chamber therapy is a solution. That's something that I've done as well that um, seems to have yielded some positive results. And so, but for others, they may sit in the sauna all day long and have nothing. It may not have any effect or yeah. IVs may not have effects or certain medicines. And so I don't know that the, the thing I think hopefully that people take away from this is you have to advocate for yourself. Yes. Absolutely. 100%. Or your if, loved ones. If you don't feel like something's right, it probably isn't. Mm -hmm. And keep looking. You have to be willing to try a few things. This is, it is going to be an impact um, in a lot of different areas, but that there is hope. And that you just, 
have to keep going. Most of the people we've um, come in contact with have battled to find an answer for years or more. And they just kept looking and looking. And once they found out, they kept fighting and fighting and trying things and trying things. And a lot of them, you know, a a large number of them have found um, positive solutions that have led to either no further symptoms or greatly reduced symptoms. And so that's, that's the takeaway. Hopefully the people get, that's what I've, that's the mindset that I've tried to adopt is that this is just going to take a while and it's going to impact us all. And when it's, when it's especially hard on me, then that's when I lean on you. And when it's especially hard on you, that's when I need to be there for you to lean on me. So that's sort of it in a nutshell. You know, I wish, I wish I could get on here and we could have a five minute podcast to say, here's the solution. You know, just anybody suffering from this, just do this. And you're, you know, you can thank me tomorrow because you're going to feel great, but that's just not how, that's how it is right now. And so, um, I think we'll continue to, to share our story and, you know, failures and successes along the way. And hopefully we can continue to inspire, um, people to keep going and then eventually hopefully inspire some change within the system that makes this a little easier on everybody in the long run. Yeah. So we haven't gotten into your diet. Can you tell people about what you're doing in terms of your, your dietary journey? Because that's, that's an important component as well. I actually think that diet has had almost as much impact as anything in this. And I, and I wasn't, I didn't have a terrible diet to begin with, but I have adopted a diet that eliminates gluten, dairy, and refined sugars entirely or almost entirely. I do the best I can. And then I try to limit egg, soy, corn, and alcohol. I don't drink much anyway. So I've pretty much eliminated that. And, and that seems to be helping. I think, uh, the idea is to kind of, there are, are people who are allergic to those things. And then that, that also, that compromises your immune system, but it's also just, you know, harder for your body to process those foods. Um, so you you ex- expel a lot of energy processing foods, and then that energy can't be used to help heal. So I'm trying to to do that to incorporate a healthier diet. You know, I eat a ton of vegetables all of a sudden. Yeah, I didn't didn't um, avoid vegetables certainly prior to this, but I I come home and chop up a bunch of vegetables and keep them in the refrigerator so that I can make um, salads and or even throw chicken or steak or something on top of them and, and have those, um, at least once or twice a day, just to keep, make sure I'm keeping lots of vegetables in my system, smoothies in the morning, which are easy to digest and kind of help detoxify. And they're, they're gentle on your liver, especially. So you're kind of cleaning that out. Those are usually fruit-based, um, acai, blueberries, dragon fruit, bananas. And then I, I've gone to throwing spinach in. I used to use these things these veggie pucks that um, someone was helping me get from Canada, from the Stedman Philippon people had some. Stedman Philippon Research Institute. Yeah, they they had a lady that was sending him them those from Canada, and they're super hard to get. But when I was taking those, I was definitely feeling better. So there's something to the diet. Yeah. You know, to to changing your diet, especially if you're if you have a poor diet, if you're eating fast food all the time and sodas, and those are the worst things for you and your 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 immune system is definitely compromised, making you susceptible to these diseases. And so 
that's been huge and something that that that's something that I'll continue to do hopefully forever is yeah. this is just that's been an eye opening even if I started feeling 100% better all the time the changes to the diet and hopefully building that kind of philosophy into the kids as they grow up that's a big one uh, I think that's been a big factor in feeling better actually all right so last episode of season one hopefully there will be more seasons of better etc and it will be the last time that i ask ryan Sutter, how do you plan on being better tomorrow i didn't know you were still asking this oh yes I <laughs> hmm. well tomorrow let's see i probably could answer this if i could remember what i was going to say <laughs> <laughs> I think what I'm going to try to do better tomorrow and beyond is just be more consistent with things. I think, um, like I like I mentioned to you, the journaling and things mm-hmm. like that, where when I do it, and I haven't put, a t- I don't want to, didn't want to put a lot of pressure on myself initially because I don't need more pressure on myself. So. Mm-hmm. But every time I do that, which is anywhere from every, you know, I'll do have a string of every day and then every, you know, every minutes or every other day or whatever, I want to do that more regularly. I would like to get a bit of a more consistent routine so that I'm managing these supplements and medications a little bit better and able to track things more effectively as far as what's working and what's not working. But when I'm not being consistent, then there's too many variables and I can't. I can't really pinpoint what's working and not working. So yeah. specifically as, as it pertains to this conversation and this disease and my general health, I think I'm going to try to be better by incorporating more consistency into my routine. Okay. Well, I really want to give a big shout out to anyone who has listened to date Thank you so much for your support, for giving this a chance. And thank you to you for being my most featured, my most featured guest. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have a feeling that people really enjoy hearing from you. So thank you for giving us your perspective and telling us about your journey and your struggles and being authentic and vulnerable and um, willing to share. You know, thanks for having me. And I can certainly see it's not hard to see how much you've enjoyed this process in season one and you know i i share your hope that there's a season two out there somewhere and that you can continue to to share your message with the people who will listen because i know that that your messages are valuable and the people that you have on here um, have good things to say to help people become better so i think that's the world needs more of that better better health better happiness better everything and so i hope to to be on again i get i gotta maintain my record i don't want anyone to to take me over he's very competitive (laughs) all right well thanks babe and thank you everybody out there all right love you too thanks so much for listening today i truly appreciate each and every one of you and i hope that this episode has allowed you to become a better version of yourself in some small or even a big way. Please head to wherever you listen to your podcast and click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Also head on over to the ratings and give us a five-star rating, but 
Also, if you could write a review, that would be amazing on whatever you have enjoyed listening to and what you would like to hear of more. If you enjoy these episodes, or even if you think somebody else might enjoy them, please pass it on to a friend or a family member. To find me, you can go to Instagram at Trista Sutter or Facebook at Trista Sutter Fan Page. Thank you so much again. Have a great day.